Two guys not related, yet somehow are given the same name. It's time for the Two Daves podcast, where we'll answer the age-old question, are two Daves better than one? And now, here's Dave and Dave. And welcome to the Two Daves Nation, where two middle-aged guys welcome everybody to spend some much-needed getaway time with us and enjoy a laugh or two. And as always, we'd like for you to subscribe or share this podcast with your friends or enemies. I'm Dave. And I'm Dave, and this ain't tacos. This is the Two Daves Podcast. We are ready as much as we can to bring you the most okayest podcast in the land. What do you think of that, Dave? We can do it. We have set Uh the bar medium way. (laughs) That is for sure. Hey, a few podcasts ago, we were talking about when you were a kid and returned to your hometown. I think this was your autobiography. I'm not for sure. But you were talking about how uh, they remembered you as a a kid that didn't play sports but collected presidential (laughs) buttons. And uh, you, you remember that, right? When we talked about that? Yeah, yeah. I remember something about that. Yep, 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 yep. It made me think of collections, of collecting. So do you have any collections that you have right now or as a kid or, or whatever? Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've had several collections over the years. When I, when I was a kid, probably my most enthusiastic collection was I collected Viewmasters. You remember what those those were, the Viewmasters? Yep. I yeah, yeah. Too. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I mean, I, I bought as many as I possibly could. And, and I had the, you know, the, the reels, but I also had the talking Viewmasters. And I, and I still have all those Viewmasters today. So uh, that, that was kind of pretty cool. Also, cool. um I wasn't into GI. I wasn't into GI Joe. I was into Big Jim. You know, he was like the poor man for GI Joe, and yep. I collected all that stuff. And uh, yeah, and then as I got older, like in high school, I started collecting erasers. You know, <laughs> and, well, you know, you could buy those. Like uh, there was this unique kind of erasers, and so I, I collected those for a while until I got bored with it. And uh, as an adult, I've collected coffee mugs, but um, I, after a while, you just like there's no there's no room to put the mugs, you know, and, and my wife looks at me and just, you know, really another mug. So <laughs> I, I really don't do that a whole lot anymore. Right now, basically what I collect is, is um, movies, Oscar winning and Oscar nominated films that I'm, I'm collecting. Yeah. Do you know how many you have in your collection? No, I don't. I know uh, just simply best picture winners. I have 34 and that's just mm. best picture winners. Um but I don't know as far as all the other nominees, I, I, man, I'd have, that's a good question. I have to count them up. You know, I was kind of wondering if your eraser collection from high school, did you show those erasers when you did your ventriloquism act as well? I I did not. I did not. Oh, okay. All right. That's uh, that's good. (laughs) Let's, let's change the subject to Dave, the other Dave. Uh, What are some, besides, collecting Big Mac wrappers when you were a kid. Uh, do, you have, do you have a collection or did have a collection when you were growing up? What do you mean as a kid? I still collect those. Yeah, you know, I, I collected baseball cards and, and uh, football cards, all that kind of <laughs> stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Um, and, you know, little trinkets here and there that I have no clue where they're at today, but 
you know, as an, as an adult, I've, you know, I have this love for Charlie Brown and, um, well, I can understand that because you were a lot like Charlie Brown when you were, yes, that's right. I, I sure am. And, and so I have, I mean, my office looks like a flea market anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten fleas when I was in there. Oh man. There's, there's hardly any books. I've, I've put them wherever. And now there's just, you know, stuff on there. So I have that. I have my Disney memorabilia on there. Um, all throughout my office, I have golf flags and golf balls from places that I've been at or played at, which are pretty cool. Uh, I have some Fran Tarkington autograph memorabilia. Uh, and then I like collecting old books. I haven't been able to do that for a while because just with COVID and everything, you know, it just seems like people aren't taking their old stuff to the, you know, to the thrift stores or anything like that. And so, but I like doing some of that. Yeah, cool. Well, we had our research team uh, look up some stuff for us. Our two Dave's, uh, two Dave's podcast research team. We, we've got it, you know, we pay them for something. Yes. So, yeah. So we had them look up some weird collections and give us the top six. Now these are, these are weird collections. Weird. As Johnny Carson used to say, weird, weird. Hi <laughs> yeah, All right. So here's here's a few. Okay. Okay. Thirty thousand. This, this is somebody. This these are real things. Okay. Oh, weird, weird, weird. But real collections. Somebody collected thirty thousand bags of toenail clippings. Oh, That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said they uh, use it for medical research. Medical research. What, how do you wow. use toenail clippings for medical research? Uh, what, what would they do with it? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I don't want any, you know, I don't know. Uh, you know, you go into the doctor and they say you've got some issues. you got some internal issues going on. And uh, we'd like you to eat these bags of toenails if you could. And that would, uh, that would help, help. help for our research. <laughs> that would help. Well, here's another one. 6,000, this is a private collection of 6,290 airline sick bags. Yeah. Yeah. The, and he wears a hat. He says, it says barf bags wanted. Oh, I, I don't know. That's, that's strange. Weird. Weird. That, that is weird. Uh, I have a few. Uh, somebody. Hi yeah. Hi. Oh, yeah. Somebody has actually collected, you know, those small stickers on bananas. Like, you know, what are they from? Dole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they collected 30,000 banana labels. Why? Well, that's a good question. Why? Because you need a life, maybe. I don't know. Or you don't have a life. That, that's weird. I, guess I don't understand 30,000 because I think I think there's only two. Aren't there? There's Dole and Chiquita. I, I don't know. I mean, again, you can collect anything. Okay, you can collect anything, but why would you want to collect that? Oh, here's another one. Somebody have they've actually collected uh, to-go coffee cup lids, and their collection is up to five hundred and fifty-one. Like the, you mean, mean those, those plastic? Yes. Throwaway lids. Yes. All right. We've gone beyond collecting into hoarding here. Oh man, that is the truth. That is yeah. the truth. And then this last one of mine, it, I, it'd be kind of cool. He's collected 600 different pizza boxes from 42 
different countries. People have mailed it to them. That's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. I like that one. It's weird, but it's kind of cool. It is, but where do you put them at? Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. That's why I've never really been a serious collector because, you know, they're kind of nice to have. But after a while, I, I know some people who collect stuff. And after a while, it just becomes so much clutter, you know. Oh, so, boy. Yeah. Yeah. But here, this this one takes the cake. All right. Did you see the best for last? Yeah. Yeah. This, okay. is, this, is, this is a real, this is a real collection. This guy collected 22 plus grams of belly button fuzz. Say that again. Your connection was a little bad there. Say it again. 22 plus grams of belly button fuzz. <laughs> belly button fuzz. Can you believe that? All from one guy. One guy cleaned out his belly button, I guess, every day and saved it. Each decade has its own bottle of what? belly button fuzz. Yeah. He he says it's it's probably <laughs> some fame but no fortune yet <laughs> yeah lots of fame huh i mean yeah. what kind of fame are you gonna get there 22 plus grams what is that's like somebody saying i got 22 plus grams of of cocaine or something like that i mean what what in the world does lines of belly button fuzz I don't well know. you know dave these these kind of weird collections made me think of and, and we we decided to come up with a top six list of collections that probably would not be wise starting yeah now, they not. can probably do it but it probably wouldn't be wise so dave why don't you start with yours okay well this would not be wise collecting rogaine for ear and nose hair for men over 50 <laughs> oh man no. we don't need that we don't need that if you're over 50 you don't need rogaine for ear and nose hair well i mean I've got more hair growing out of my ears and nose than I ever have. It's disgusting. You know, you remember taking that class, you know, like when you were probably in sixth grade, you know, where you're trying to learn about your body or whatever. Yeah. And I, I swear they never told us about no. things growing out of your nose and ears. No, it's disgusting. Okay. Well, so that would not be wise, right? That would not okay. be wise. You don't need that. Okay. How about collecting opinions for Facebook users? <laughs> well, there's plenty of opinions of Facebook users, that's for sure. Yeah, it wouldn't be wise, though, right, to start Probably this collection. Wise. No, no. Uh, how about collecting common sense for politicians? <laughs> Small collection there, right? Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't, you wouldn't need much shelf space for that. Oh, here's here's one collecting coal for climate changers. Uh oh, uh oh, that wouldn't be. They don't like coal. No, no, well, not at fact, all. They try climate change. Climate changers try very hard at Christmas to please Santa. Yeah, they don't love coal in their stocking. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. All right, then. How about? Uh, <laughs> this is good. How about collecting plungers for laxative companies? <laughs> you know, I'm laughing beyond just that collection. Oh, yeah, I know why you're laughing. I do. Yeah. I do. It's kind of an inside joke of something that happened a long time ago. But, yeah, it would not be wise, right, to that probably collect plungers for laxative. Probably not. Uh, well, and the last one would be collecting memorable quotes from Nancy Pelosi speeches. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. 
We better yeah. stay away from there. Yeah, we're not we're not political, right? We're not political. Not political. No way. All right. Apolitical. All right, listen, right. Dave and I are going to go in a roundabout way. We're going to give you a collection of favorite things of ours to certain topics. We were we were just talking about this the other day, and and we have some similarities, but we also have some differences in some of the things that we like. And we thought this would be fun and maybe another way for our audience to get to know the two Daves better. Because often, really, a lot of our fan mail that we get, uh, people yeah. write in and asking, you know, hey, let us know more about the two Daves. Yes. So, this is also a good thing to play with your spouse. Because I sat down with my wife and said, hey, can you name favorites of, of mine in this category? And then I had to do the same for her. And it's, it's kind of discouraging, actually, a little bit. Well, uh, did you figure out that maybe you need to um, get to know each other a little bit more now or what? Well, she left me. But anyway. <laughs> oh, okay. Our first, our first topic is, is my favorite topic. Uh, and that is favorite movies because I love movies and I know Dave does too. Yeah, but I love them in a different way than you do. You you like them because you you are a good critique of movies. I just you know I watch movies because they make me laugh or whatever. I feel very inadequate giving you this list. So no 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 no. Let, let, let me tell you, a favorite movie is a favorite movie. Um, yeah. You whatever brings you joy whatever brings you whatever you enjoy that's that that makes it good who cares what the critics say and i, I like let me tell you i have some movies that um probably critics don't like and they use the term guilty pleasure i hate that term because yeah. who cares who cares yeah. if nobody else likes it i mean right. i like i didn't put this on my list but i like that old movie from 1987 some kind of wonderful you ever seen yeah. that one yeah i love that movie yeah. and yeah. and people when they find that out about me they go really but i just it just brings me a lot of joy i just love that movie so anyway go ahead well okay one of the tests that i had was how many times have i watched this movie if i can watch a movie 10 times 20 times and still enjoy it it's a great movie for me yes you agree yes i agree matter of fact okay. there's a lot of movies that i that i like and i i could never watch it more than once yeah. But I agree. It's the movies. As a matter of fact, the movies on my list are movies that I can watch over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like Passion of the Christ, I could not watch that more than maybe twice. Great movie. Great yeah, movie. great. Yeah. Very hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so and plus, I can't come up with number one here, Dave. I just can't do it. So oh, I'm just going to give you I my collective yeah. list here. So first one would be a combination of Home Alone 1 and Home Alone 2. Home Alone 1 and 2, sure. Good movies, good movies. Yeah, Although the whole good. Home Alone 2 lost in New York, you know, I kind of agree with John Mulaney. How's that happen? The city's a grid. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. That's true. But we we just have our imagination go along with them, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm going to tell you real quickly, uh, last year before COVID hit, it was in uh, Christmas time. Was it last year, two years ago? Uh, at the Des Moines Civic Center, they had... Um, the Des Moines Symphony do the Home Alone 1 soundtrack to the movie. Oh, wow. And that was so cool to be part of. I just love that. Now, do you know that that Home Alone is actually an Oscar-nominated movie? Yes. Because of the, the music, the score, and the songs. Somewhere in my memory. Yep. The great songs. Great yep. songs. Who's the uh, composer of those? It's John, John, John Williams, Williams, right? 
-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So my second one would be Nacho Libre. <laughs> okay. You remember when I was talking about how we're not going to shame you because every movie. Yeah. Is okay. I'm done. I'm done. Nacho Libre. Okay. I that is the most quoted movie in my family. I mean, I just love it. I can sing the songs and and say all the things. And some of my friends that do it, you know, except you. I thought you were a friend, but you don't. Well, you know, actually, know I've, never, I've never seen it. I've never seen the movie. Well, you'll probably it'll probably become one of your top movies if you do. I'll have to watch it. Anyway, uh, the third one is I am a James Bond fan, and Goldfinger is my Goldfinger, and you only live, um, you only live twice. twice, right? Is the one? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You only live twice. And that was that. That's Goldfinger is my one of my favorites, and then. Well, that, that's that's interesting because uh, I've known you for 30 years. And I never knew you were a James Bond fan. Oh yeah. I'm, you know, I got my kids into watching it, at least my boys. It's, it's great. I just, I love the old school. I love how they go to different countries and it's just, you know, the old mm -hmm. school there. A white Christmas is one of my favorites. I've seen that a ton of times. Love the music, love the dancing, just love the feel to it. It's so good. You've seen that, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, next one would be Mary Poppins. Jim uh, Jiminy, Jim Jiminy, Jim yeah. Jiminy. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you can call me whatever names you want to call me, but I love Mary Poppins. I just think that's a it's a two hour plus movie. And and I love, you know, just the, the songs, the music and the storylines. Great. Now, and did, then, you see, uh, did you see Mary Poppins Returns? I did, yes. And like I've seen that? it several times too. Yeah, you like that. You okay. like that. But it's hard to replace the first one, you know. And I know they weren't trying to do that, but it's just, you know, I don't know. Uh, and then that thing you do. Oh, man. That's one of my favorites. I love that thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's, I watched it the other day, Dave. Uh, it was snowing and we weren't going anywhere. And I watched it, and I'm like, oh, man, I've seen this a ton of times, but I just love it, you know? The music. Doing that thing you do. Styles. Yeah, the music, the styles, I, everything about that movie I love, yeah. Yep. And then I have two more. The Music Man, which is oh, an old school man, you know, oh, yes. th that is such a great – and if you're from Iowa, you got to love The Music Man. You know, I, I have directed that play before. and, and Oh, you have? Yes, and I've been in a couple of iterations of it, too, as a cast member. So, yeah, I love the music, man. It's great. And then the last one is a John Wayne classic, and Maureen O'Hare is Quiet Man. Oh, The Quiet Man. Very good, yeah. Love, love that movie. Now, Dave, you said that your movies are not, uh, you know, necessarily critical. I'm telling you, all but one of those movies that you mentioned is an Oscar nominee or a winner. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Home Alone, like I said, is for song and score. Uh, Goldfinger won an Oscar for Best Sound Effects. Uh, White Christmas was a Best Song nominee for uh, Count, Your, Count Your Blessings Instead of Sheep. You know that song? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mary Poppins won Best Actress for Julie Andrews. Uh, also Best Song for Chim Chim Cheree, Best Score, Best Film Editing, Best Visual Effects, and it was nominated for a host of others, including Best Picture. That wow. Thing You Do was nominated for Best Song, That Thing You oh, Do. Yeah. yeah. The Music Man won Best Score, and 
a host of other nominations, including Best Picture. And The Quiet Man won Best Director and Best Cinematography, along with a lot of other nominations, including Best Picture. So see, you, you're, you're doing okay. Well, I didn't know I was that good of a critic then. That's great. Yeah, you are. All right, you ready for mine? Yeah, I'm ready for this. I want to hear this. I couldn't. I couldn't narrow, narrow this down to eight. I got 11, okay? okay. And it's hard. And I'm also, I, these are not in order of preference. I couldn't do it. So I've alphabetized mine. Okay? okay. All right. All right. So number one, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, good. I love that movie. That is my favorite of the Disney canon. I love Beauty and the Beast. And I've also directed that play and been in it and everything. And yeah. It's all- are you talking about the cartoon or the live version? I prefer the cartoon. Have you seen the live version? I have. Did you yeah, like it? I've seen the live version. Yeah, I liked it, but the the animated was much better, I think. Yeah, right. I would agree. I'd agree. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's hard to beat Jerry Orbach. Oh, yeah. In the air. I mean, that's great. That's, it's that's so good, isn't it? Our guest is a showstopper. You know, oh, it's just, love it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Number two. And again, this is alphabetical Chariots of Fire. I love that movie, Chariots of Fire. The music, the storyline. I mean, what a great story. Uh, and it's a true story. I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, number three, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, yeah. Wow, these are good. Uh, yeah, I, that's it's, it's my probably my favorite musical, if not the music man. I love Fiddler on the Roof. Number four, and this is what people are probably going to be surprised, and you're going to be surprised too. I can only imagine. That is good, man. That is good. It is. You know, it used to be that Christian movies were really bad. <laughs> bad, yes. Bad, terrible. I mean, you you could laugh through them and do a, like a Mystery Science Theater 3000, you know, kind of oh, yeah. commentary to them. Now, I can imagine is so good. It really is. Uh, but I like that one. Number five. Stop, what? stop right there for a second, would you, Dave? I'm glad you said that because there are, I mean, the newer Christian movies are, I think they're really good. Um, And I just got to say, I wanted to put down Facing the Giants, not because of the, you know, the quality of it, but I just thought the the storyline to it was so good. And I've seen it a ton of times. Okay, go ahead. All right. And you know what? We we could probably divide this up into our favorite, you know, different genres, you know, our favorite Christian our favorite disney movies but right right number number five it's a wonderful life oh that is that's probably my favorite that's definitely my favorite christmas movie i love that one Mm. and then number six this is a little bit newer movie knives out have you seen that Uh, i have not seen that is that with uh the guy that plays james bond is that with daniel craig yes daniel craig and jamie lee curtis is in it and it is incredible It's, it's very inventive original I recommend it. You need to watch that. Knives is out. it a mystery? Yes, it is. It's a comedy mystery. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, also, number seven, Miracle. And that's that's going to be up there like in my top three. I love that movie. Yeah, story that is good. Miracle on Ice, you know, great, great story. Did you uh, watch that, Dave, when you what? were young? Were you able to see that actually? No. No, I, we, it was actually, I believe it was during the day and I was in school. And, but I heard about it, certainly heard about it. And it was, I mean, it was a huge thing, you know, just a huge, because the, the Soviet threat was just a huge thing in 1980. And yeah. when America finally beat them, it was just, it, we just felt good about it in my seventh grade class. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, number eight, The Music Man. That's a that's kind of a duplicate of yours, but I, I mm -hmm. love that. Number nine, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Have you seen that? Yes, that is good. I would agree. You was a toad. I love that. <laughs> yes. Number 10, Slumdog Millionaire. Oh, wow. Do you know when I first saw that movie? When? I was recovering from surgery, and you came up to see me, and you brought a copy of that movie, and we watched it together. Really? Back in 2009, yes. Uh -huh. I'll and be... I, I remember we had Subway, I think, didn't we? I can't remember that, but leave it to you. You remember the food. But. I remember the food. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I love that movie. Great movie. You know that guy? Then, I think he died. What guy? Oh, the the, the, the host of, of yes. Millionaire Show. Yes, he did. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. And I dreamed the other night that we were interviewing Dev Patel. <laughs> Two days podcast, but. Oh, boy. And then number 11, that thing you do, that's another duplicate. That's great, great one. But anyway, uh, our second topic, favorite comedians. Go. Oh, man. You know, I feel old when I do this one, Dave, because I'm not into the filth. Yeah. I'm not into the yeah. sexual innuendos. I'm not into any of that kind of stuff. It's all right if they talk about marriage and different things like that, but I'm just not into the, you know, the cuss words and all. I don't think saying a cuss word makes it funny. Right. I agree. So, so this is going to be, you can call me lame on this. Okay. Well, I, I do that anyway. Okay. Uh, yeah. My, my, my favorite one would be Jim Gaffigan. Yes. He's, he's my number one favorite too. Love Jim Gaffigan. Yeah. I really liked you. I saw, I saw him in concert. Have you seen him? No. It was at the Iowa State Fair. I got to tell you this. Iowa State Fair and I bought tickets and I was on the 10th row up front and it about maybe 15 minutes into it it started to downpour oh no i went from 10 seats uh, 10 rows up front to i had to go all the way back on the stadium to get underneath the seating there i had to get way back there it was crazy it was lousy i couldn't even see him i could you know i could hear him but it was oh it was so depressing yeah that's yeah, that is discouraging my second one is more than his stand-up, not so much stand-up, is his in his movies, his comedy in his movies, and that's Steve Martin. Oh, yeah, yeah, Steve Martin, very funny guy, yep. I, I like him, and he's I'm a, he's kind of a He's kind of a wild and crazy guy. Yeah, he is, he is, that's, that's good. Uh, the third one is Brian Regan. Oh, yeah, yeah, Brian Regan. Mm -hmm. he's, he's funny, I think he's for the everyday Joe, you know, yeah. or you know, or Jill, whatever. Very um, and then my fourth one would be Don Knotts. Oh, Don Knotts. The great, the late great Don Knotts. Yes. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's funny. His daughter is doing comedy now, but um, she's, he's, he's was just so good. You know, he did the Andy Griffith show for five years and then he went on to do his own movies and the apple dumpling gang and you know, all those kind of things. I really liked him. Um, and hey, then, what was that? Uh, what was that movie that he did where it was like a, it was like a, a, a set in a haunted house? Oh yeah, the Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Yes. All right. Now, are you ready for this? When my yeah. daughter Amy, like oh, like four, four years old probably, I saw her. She was sitting in our house and she was shaking like this. You know, she's shaking. 
And I thought, oh, dear Jesus, something's wrong with Amy. I said, Amy, are you okay? She says, I'm Mr. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> she saw that movie. She loved it. She was acting like Mr. Chicken. <laughs> That's funny. That yeah. was a great movie. You know that? Yes, yes. That was great. You know, that was kind of based off of the haunted movie, the haunted uh, the haunted house uh, episode off of Andy Griffith. Oh, really? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, my fifth one is uh, he's gone. He's been gone for a long time, but John Candy. John, gone way too soon. Way too yeah. soon. And he's just had a lot of great movies. My favorite is maybe The Great Outdoors where he's eating the steak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, and then now this I, one. Wait, wait a minute. I've got to tell you. I think my favorite Don Candy moment is an improvised moment in one of your favorite movies, Home Alone when he is talking to Catherine O'Hara about being, about leaving his son behind in the funeral home, was not in the script. I'm telling you what, I still, I still crack up laughing every time I hear him talk about that. John Hughes said, you know, well, who, I don't remember, Chris Colombo maybe was the guy that, you know, was that his name, Colombo? Columbus. Columbus, Columbus, yeah, Columbo. I'm thinking of the movie. And he, he said that only John Hughes could bring in John Candy, and he was in for one day and did all that stuff. That was great. Um, and my, the last one is Johnny Carson. Oh, yeah, yep. yep. And great. Night After Night, how he did that. And I watch a lot of those, his monologues. A lot of his monologues were not the best, but how he handled a bad joke was funny. Yeah. The king of okay. late night. What about you, Dave? All right. Well, my number one matches your number one, Jim Gaffigan. My number two is Brian Regan. And then for my number three, I have John Mulaney. Now, John Mulaney can get a little raw and, and his he gets a potty mouth. But if you can't, but he's he's like one of the greatest storytellers that I've ever heard. And so I, I think he's funny for that reason. Number four, Don Friesen. Have you ever heard Don Friesen? Not necessarily per se, but yes. yes. Oh my goodness, that's funny stuff. Yeah, number five, funny. Yeah, number five, Mark Lowry. Oh yeah, Mark's good. Yeah, yeah, kind of a Christian comedian, but a still storyteller. Funny. Yes, yep, definitely, and with great timing. Yes, and then number six, I have Ray Romano from uh, the show Everybody Loves Raymond. Yep, great yeah. stand-up act and great actor in in comedy. Yep. I loved him and everybody loves Raymond. That's really good. All right. Our third topic, favorite music slash musicians. This was tough. It was, it was tough. So I, I don't know if I even did it right, but I'm going to tell you. So my first one, and I, again, I don't think it's in order at all, but I love good worship music. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I love, you know, listen to it while I pray and just, I just love listening to it. So I like that. Then, you know, our last episode, we had good old Matt Fouch on with Legacy 5. So Southern Gospel, mine would be Southern Gospel Quartet. However, um, I do like some of the the duets and trios now. Yeah. Okay. Um, the third one would be at the top of my list would be classic jazz music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it not only instrumental, but with all the 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 people that sang Ella Fitzgerald, uh, she was incredible. Frank Sinatra, Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, all these. I mean, 
there's not singers like that today, except what? Uh, maybe what's his name? Uh, uh, Michael Bublé. Yeah, Michael Bublé. Yeah. Harry Connick Jr. Harry Connick Jr. is good too. I really do like him. And then I like old country music. Ah, the old twang twang stuff. Yeah, I like you know Willie Nelson and Kenny Rogers, all that kind of stuff. Hey, now, did you see, did you see the PBS series on country music? I did not. Oh my goodness! I'm telling you what, you need to get a hold of that series. Okay. Very, very interesting. Very good stuff. Send yep. me, send me a reminder about that, would you please? And then uh, the last one is '80s music because that's my generation. I just yeah. love the '80s music. Tears for Fears and Phil Collins and and Sting and and on and on. I mean, it's just great. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, I put for my number one, I put male harmony. Now that could be a number of different genres. Uh, it also doesn't have to be a quartet. The Gaither Vocal Band is my favorite group ever. I love yeah. the Gaither Vocal Band. But I also like, uh, now For Him that isn't together anymore, but I used to love For Him. Uh, yeah. They were in Southern Gospel. They were a contemporary group, but great four-part harmony. Straight No Chaser is not a quartet, but some great male harmony. I love that. And Celtic Thunder. I love that group. Mm. Um, so anyway, my number two would be contemporary Christian music. Matthew West being my favorite. Then you'd have to have Casting Crowns, Toby Mac, um, several good guys in there. Uh, number three, 80s. I put 80s soft rock, not not heavy metal. I don't like that jump. Oh, sorry, I don't like that stuff. But like Journey, The Police, Rod Stewart. I used to love that kind of stuff and still do, actually. Number four would be classic Christian rock. So we're talking Petra, Carmen, that may not be classified as rock, but some of that classic Christian stuff. I love. White Heart. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. That, now you're really going back. DeGarmo and Key. Yep. Oh, uh -huh. Mylon Lefevre and Broken Heart. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yep. Huh? Those are good. I saw, I saw Striper in concert. <laughs> oh, no. No, I've oh. never seen them. Oh, uh, you know, uh, that's okay. You didn't miss much. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Michael never, Sweet. Uh, what? Michael, Michael Sweet. Sweet. Yes. He had a voice. I'm telling you what. Yeah. Yeah. And my number five would be worship music. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's that's good. Did you ever see Straight No Chaser in concert? No. I've seen them a couple times. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Like you go, you go places, and I, I don't. But anyway, I, I'm a little agoraphobic, agoraphobic. So, well, I wanted to say Paul McCartney on my list. I've taken, I took my boys to, uh, to a concert there in Kansas City with him. Four, almost four hours of Paul McCartney singing, and I'm thinking, how many hits does this guy have? And it's incredible how many he does. Oh, I bet! Wow, and he still, still, it has that stamina, huh? Yeah, he does. It's good. It's now, good. I took uh, the girl that I was dating when I was in high school. She was a big Michael Jackson fan, and so his first concert, he was uh, on the that, uh, that Victory Tour, I think it was, with Pepsi Cola, where yeah. he and Jackson Five appeared in Kansas City at, at uh, Arrowhead Stadium, and I took her to his first concert and that I'm telling you what, I'm not a big Michael Jackson fan, but I'm telling you what, that, that was an entertainer. What you saw Michael Jackson did indeed. Yeah. I, I'm a little envious there. That's, I would, I, that's one person I wish I could have seen 
And you I'll know, tell you what, he could dance. Oh, my goodness. Uh, can we just stop for one second? Who are the people that are gone now? They're dead. That you wish you could have seen in person. Do you have two or three? I can't. You really throw me a cur for a curve. I'd have to really think about that. One. Well, let me let me just say it. For me, it's Elvis Presley. Well, sure, yeah. Uh, Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra. And yeah. Ella Fitzgerald, I would have loved to have seen. Huh. huh. You, you can't think of anyone, huh? I, I'd have to stop and think. I'd have to. And I don't want to do that because then we'd have to sponsor this, you know, dead air. Well, so, did you take your medicine for the day or not? I did not. And that's part okay. Of the well, that's the reason. Okay. We better get on to the next one then. Yes. Our fourth topic here is favorite preachers or authors. This was, this was kind of tough too. Yeah, I have a lot here. I, and I'm just, I'm just going to give you five. Okay. Uh, Chuck Swindoll is one of my favorite. He's one of my oh, yeah, favorite yeah. preachers and authors because of the way he explains the, the, the word of God. And I love his writing. It's just really, really good. Uh, secondly, my favorite evangelist would be Steve Hill. Oh man, I should have put him down. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And then my favorite preacher is Charles Crabtree. Oh uh, man. A lot of people yeah. aren't going to know him, right? Cause he's yeah. with the, the denomination we were at, but you can sit and you could sit and hear him two hours. Yeah. And, and just go, I preach some more. Yeah. Uh, and then I love Tony Evans. Oh, sure. Yeah. And he's and gone. His daughter's good. Gone. Yeah. And his son is, is good too. Yeah. And then um, uh, Rich Wilkerson, not the son, but the father. I love Rich Wilkerson. Um, I was uh, called into the ministry and when he was preaching in Des Moines. And uh, uh, I just, you know, we listened to him all the time. So. That's that's yeah. mine. I put Rich Wilkerson probably as number one because he was probably the most influential in my early uh, in my early days of ministry. You know, he just I, I just really kind of attached myself to to his ministry. Uh, number two, I put Max Lucado. Uh, never yeah. heard him preach. I don't know that he is a preacher, but his his writing, his books, and I know that they've been criticized sometimes for being too simplistic. That's probably why I like them is because there's no profound they're simply profound just good stuff and ministered to me in times when i really needed them so that's good yeah number three frank peretti mm. i love frank peretti's fiction novels he's just an incredible writer he is uh i mean he can put stephen king to shame i'll tell you that yeah uh, number five or excuse me number four christine kane oh. great preacher and great author as well uh, and then number five, I put Sam Johnson. Again, maybe, maybe a lot of people does, don't know who he is. I don't think he's an author, but he's a great pulpiteer. Uh, and he's, he's the one that, that I remember preached when I was in Bible college. I can still remember his sermon. And that was a long time ago. And then I've got to add a number six, and that's John Bevere. So. Oh, John Bevere is good. His wife's yeah. good too, Lisa. Yes, yes, she is. Um, it was Sam from Indiana. Uh, you know what? I don't, I don't think so. I think he's, okay. I think he's from Wisconsin. 
Okay, that that area then. Okay, that's kind of yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Our fifth topic, and I'm I'm not doing well on this one at all. But our fifth topic is favorite iconic restaurants. Yeah, I, I and that was my idea, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, and I didn't do well because I don't get out. Oh well, so here's this: if you live in Marshalltown, Iowa, many many celebrities have they've they've um, entered this restaurant, and I'm talking about Made Right in Marshalltown, Iowa. I love. I used to live in Marshalltown, and I love the Made Right. Uh, loose meat sandwiches. I know you think it's weird, but the way they make it is so good. And their malts. I mean, a malt, chocolate malt, and a made right sandwich is great. Yeah. And you, you, when you go in, you don't say, hey, I'd like a made right, because that's all they have. You go yeah. in and you order the number, right? I'll have, yeah. I'll have two and a malt, please. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Good. Yeah. No, no ketchup. If you put ketchup on it, you're, you're not from Marshalltown. So uh, when I was, when I lived there, and that's been 20 some years ago. Uh, they were insulted if you asked for ketchup. Well, now, of course, it hasn't been open since COVID. I mean, you can get on the outside, but you can walk up to their window. But now they have, you know, ketchup on the table if you want. No kidding. Oh, man, yeah. what is this world come to? No, oh. I know. I know. Uh, my second one is Lambert's, and you and I both went there. The home of the throat rolls. Man, those are good, aren't that was a that's an iconic place. It is very iconic. Yep. And everything is all you can eat. Yes. There. Yep. Throwing rolls. I mean, you I don't I wonder what it's gonna be like after COVID now, you know? Who knows? Yeah, really, really. My daughter, my daughter was there at Thanksgiving time and they still throw the rolls. Yeah. Well, they probably wear gloves and stuff. Uh, the third one is the original Pizzeria Uno in Chicago. I ate there. Oh, was that good? Deep dish. They call it the heavy, I believe. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then the last one is, yeah, I struggled with this last one until we were talking about Orlando. And it's a place called the Edison. And I don't know how long it's been around, but you're going in a a place that is just the atmosphere is what makes it so good. And it's at Disney Springs, but the food is very good. I mean, it's just, it's a fun place to eat. You can eat inside or out by the, the lake. And I think it's a very cool place. Ah. Well, I also put Lambert's. Lambert's is my number one and number two is made right. Mm. Uh, and then as far as other iconic, I mean, I've eaten at the Pizzeria Uno. I didn't happen to think of that until you said it, but um I've eaten there. It wasn't that memorable for me, but it was good. It was, but I obviously didn't remember all these years later. I was talking to my daughter and her fiance last night about this. I said, you know, I just, you know, I'm a cheapo. I, I don't like to pay very much for, for a meal. So I'm, I'm just, I'm happy going to McDonald's for a McRib sandwich. And my future son-in-law said, I don't know anything more iconic than McDonald's. Because That's true. Everybody knows what those golden arches are. So I'm going to put McDonald's in there, you know. That's so. all right, man. That's all right. Then the youngins, they take it for granted. But, man, it was. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's very Americano, isn't it? It is. Okay, our sixth topic is favorite sitcoms. Uh, sitcom is, of course, situation comedy. And uh, go, Dave. Okay, my first one, and this is the first. This is number one. It's MASH. 
Oh, I love MASH. Yeah. I just got done watching it again. Oh, my goodness. Those one-liners. Oh, man. Great show. Great show. It it is. And with with both, with all the casts that come in, you think, well, a new guy coming in, but they're they're just as good as the ones before. Absolutely. I mean, who would have thought that anybody could have replaced McLean Stevenson? Right. But Harry Morgan did a great job as as Colonel Potter. He's good, wasn't he? Did you say Harry or Harry? Harry. Yeah. What did I say? Okay. I thought you said Larry. Maybe not. Never mind. Uh, uh, everybody loves Raymond. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's my number one. Yeah, I like everybody loves Raymond. It's so good. Uh, Andy Griffith show. Oh, yes. The old Andy Griffith show. And, uh, you know, it, it kind of turned weird after the after Don Knotts left, but I still watch those. So I thought yeah, they it was were- definitely. It was definitely better when Don Knotts was on it. He made that show. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, fourth one, which some people might not even know, but it's the Ozzy and Harriet show. I know the Ozzy and Harriet show. Yeah. That was on at one time. I think that it started in, well, it started as a radio show, but I think it started on, on TV in like 1954, 55, 56, something like that. We're in there. Yeah. And it was a real family, a real honest-to-goodness family that played a family on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I really like Last Man Standing. I I really enjoy that, too. I think the last couple of seasons have made it not let me put it on my list because I just have not been happy the last two seasons. But, boy, I tell you what, the seasons leading up to those were, yeah, very funny. Well, the the reason why I put that on there is because I'm thinking of sitcoms today. And yeah. I don't watch very many. I don't watch detective ones. I don't watch any of that. So that's kind of, you know, for me. And then the last one is the Dick Van Dyke show. Oh, great. That, you know what? That movie or that movie, that, that sitcom had some great writing in it. Oh, it did. Absolutely. Carl Reiner. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So anyway, that that's mine. Uh, you know, there's some other ones maybe, but th- those would be my top six. You know, that got me thinking. I didn't put this on my list, but when you were talking about Dick Van Dyke, I should have put the Mary Tyler Moore show on my list. Yeah, that's good too. It really, well, that, that really was. But yeah. I actually, I said everybody loves Raymond was my number one. Actually, number one is The Office. I love The Office. Um, you know, I didn't even put The Office on there. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 and I'm not one of those that jumped on the bandwagon. I'm one of those that started in the very first season when nobody was watching it. I found it went, oh, let me see what this is about. And I'm just automatically, I went, this is one of the coolest shows I've ever seen. And I, and I watched it throughout. So, yeah. I started with the first season too, Dave. We talked about it a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we did. Well, and you want to talk about quotable shows. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, very, very quotable. <laughs> Princess Unicorn, my <laughs> horn can pierce the sky. <laughs> oh, that one episode just talking about uh, quotes from The Office. But, That's fine. All right. My number two is Everybody Loves Raymond. That was your number two. Uh, number three, The Big Bang Theory. I really <laughs> like that show. I, that's, that's, a, that's a good one. Number yeah, four, that was number, good. Yeah. Number four, I have The Middle. Oh, the middle's good. Really was. 
I think I just like Patricia Heaton, you know, from Everybody Loves Raymond. And then she did the middle, just really good stuff, you know, and the kids were great in that though, weren't they? A lot of relatable stuff in there. Yeah. Oh, I love what was the young kid? What was his name on the show? Brick. Oh man, he was funny. He's very funny. Yeah. I know, I know he was. <laughs> you have to watch it. Yeah, that's so good. Great. Number five, I put MASH. And number six, I put mm-hmm. Seinfeld. I, I love the old mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Yeah. Well, I missed a lot, I guess. But you know what? We're talking about things that are not even on anymore. Right, right. Yeah. And old. Old, yeah. I mean, the uh, Everybody Loves Raymond was on the late 90s, right? Yes. Yeah, late yeah. 90s, early part of the 20th, 21st century. So, yeah, yeah, all mine, none of mine are on the air anymore. And, yeah, none of yours are either. So, yeah. No. All right. Well, how about, okay, now this is this is going to be a little bit more personal. All right. <laughs> you ready for this one? Our favorite preaching failures. Mistakes that we've made while preaching that have gone down in the annals of two Dave's history. Okay, so when I sent you my list, it was not complete, Dave. So I had more time to think. All right. So the first one was I was I came back to to my home church to to pastor it and where I'm at now, and uh, I'm preaching, and all of a sudden um, there's a, a a lady who's I call her my sister. She just you know we we've, we've known each other for a long long time. And she's trying to get my attention. And I'm like, what are you trying to say? Anyway, I'm preaching and all along she said, somehow she got information back to me. My zipper was down. (laughs) Oh, that was so embarrassing. Good thing the barn door wasn't open all the way. So that's good. So anyway. No, no, but boy, did I feel stupid after that. And then, and then um, we have, because we have some older people in our church, we have those, uh, what do you call them? Those, those chairlifts. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't think of the word chairlift. So I was just trying to remind people that at the back of the sanctuary, we have a chairlift and there you can go down there. We got two restrooms at the bottom there. I was, I could not think of the word chairlift. And so I'm like, I'm like, um, yeah, you can use the, and uh, I said electric chair. You can use the electric chair to go down. And I just kept on going and people started losing it, you know, and I'm like, what? So, so there's that one. I sometimes have an issue when I say the word six. I sometimes say sex instead of six. So uh, that's, that's my bad. And then um, I remember one Sunday, and I, if you preach, you have dreams about preaching in your underwear and not being able to find your Bible and all that kind of stuff, right? What did you do? So I'm out there, and and uh, I'm like, uh, let, we're going to, you know, let's turn the Bible. And I'm, I started doing everything, and I'm like, it, it just hit me as I'm reading Scripture, this is the same scripture from last week. And I'm like, okay, I just lost it. And then I, I keep on going, you know, and I'm manuscript form. So I, you know, I type all my stuff out and I'm going through it. And then about five minutes into it, I just stop. 
and I go, people, I need to redo here. I'm re-preaching last week's sermon. I need to get my new sermon notes. So I had our I had our musicians come back up and do the thing. And then I tried finding my my sermon notes. I could not find my sermon notes. And I finally, I finally, I think my wife found it for me. And I'm telling you what, that's a, that was a disaster, you know? So there was that. And then one other time I was preaching and three people were snoring at the same time. <laughs> I think I was one of them, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, nah, maybe. And then the last one in honor of my grandmother, who's no longer here, she was a preaching grandma. She one time got her words all messed up and she preached on the diary farts of hell. <laughs> so th those are my kind of things and the other two i just can't share them on on uh, our podcast too embarrassing Ooh, i can't wait to hear those later yeah okay right. yeah well what about you? I, I had to stop and think because i really haven't made many mistakes <laughs> oh, oh now i've heard it all now <laughs> actually my youngest daughter used to uh, used to have a, uh, a hashtag thing going, a hashtag trend. Every week when I'd preach, she'd say hashtag only at and then the name of our church. And because it seemed like all the time I was doing something that was embarrassing her or whatever. But uh, before I before I get it, since you shared one that somebody else did, I'm going to share one somebody else did. We had a youth pastor one time and he was preaching out of. Um, I, I don't know if this was his, his text, but uh, Romans 3.23, how we all fall short. And so he was talking about our shortcomings, except he could not say shortcomings. He kept calling falling shorts. And he kept <laughs> on our falling shorts. And I was sitting there going, am I the only one hearing this? And I started looking around at it, but people were just looking at him like, like he's, just, I'm going, do you hear him saying falling shorts? I'd look behind me and there was another woman who caught my eye as she was dying laughing. And so he went into the prayer then, Lord, forgive us for our falling shorts and everything. I'm like, oh, stop, stop. I told him afterwards, I said, do you know what you were saying? And he had no clue, you know, but that, that's funny. All right. That is, that's embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> that's embarrassing. Well, let's see. One time, I was preaching and uh, I noticed that there was gum on the, it wasn't really a podium, I was using a music stand to preach with. And I thought that I had put my gum there earlier or something. And so I picked up and put up my mouth and was chewing. And I like to chew gum when I preach because it kind of gets some saliva going. After the service, our worship leader came up and she says, you know, I put my gum here on the, on the music stand. Do you happen to know what happened to it? Oh, oh no. my it was awful. It was terrible. That was many years ago. And I still get, she still reminds me of that today. <laughs> Another time I was, I was doing a, preaching a children's sermon actually one time. And I was talking about uh, uh, the kid that was driving nails into a, into a hitching post. Mm -hmm. And I kept calling it a pitching host. And <laughs> I could not say hitching post. I, it was pitching host every time. And those kids were like, you were so dumb. And then, <laughs> One time I was doing a Christmas illustration and I had in what I was talking about how, you know, the best things that we get are from God. And uh, so in one box I had wrapped up tube socks and in another box had wrapped up a beautiful mug, an antique mug. And so I was doing the thing, you know, like a lot of people do, you know, where they shake the gift. Mm -hmm. and I shook the one box 
I broke the mug. Yeah, that was not Was good. it yours? Yeah, it, it was my wife's. Oh, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, so she left me. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> She's left and come back a One lot time. of times. <laughs> One time I literally set fire to the carpet in the church. And it wasn't just carpet. It was the brand new carpet that we just had laid in our church. I was doing an illustration with fire. Wait a second. Was somebody in the back uh, with a with a hot air gun shooting like toilet paper out at you and no. it, the candle? No, but oh. you know, when our last guest was talking about that. I thought of this incident because it was awful. It was terrible. It started stinking. And uh, when I realized what was going on, it was too late. And I, I, oh man, it was so embarrassing. It was so terrible that the pastor burned the carpet when it was brand new. One time I was preaching and I asked a question. And I think it was probably a question based on my last week's message. Uh. You're never supposed to do that. But I did and somebody answered correctly. And I said, oh, you need a gift. And it was Father's Day and we'd handed out rolls of duct tape to the dads, but we still had some left over. So I said, here, you get some duct tape. And I picked it up and I threw it at the person who won. And I, my throw was off. It's amazing. And it hit a lady in the head in the front row. And it, when I said it hit her in the head, you could hear it go, thump. And she goes, oh. And you could hear this collective. <gasps> she never sat in the front row again. I'll tell you that. <laughs> you felt terrible, didn't you? I did. I felt awful. But the worst, the worst thing that happened to me, the worst thing, you know, I told you earlier that Slumdog Millionaire was one of my favorite movies. Yeah. You know that there's a scene in Slumdog Millionaire where they are trying to get out of him how he knew the answers to the questions. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. They were torturing him. And they literally, yep. they, they hooked up like electrodes to his nipples. Yep. All right. So I was preaching and I was, I just, I asked kind of a question where I was getting some kind of some feedback from the congregation. And I said, what, what is it? Why are we, why don't people come to the altar? And one lady says, we're afraid. And I said, that's a good answer. Fear. I said, why is it people are afraid of the altar? It isn't like we're going to hook electrodes up to your nipples. And I also was thinking in, uh, I was thinking of a scene in Slumdog Millionaire, but as I was saying it, and as it was coming out of my mouth, I went, nope, this is not the right thing to say, but I couldn't stop it. It was just out there. And I could see the expressions of people's faces like, what did he just say? Well, I didn't, I didn't stop to acknowledge it. I just went on and didn't, didn't say a word, okay, about it, just went on. And afterwards, I thought I'd kind of test the waters a little bit. So I put out on my Facebook I said, uh, have you ever said anything? And as you were saying it, you wish you could take it back. And there was a guy in the church who answered and said, I wish I had a nipple for every time that happened to me. <laughs> oh, another guy said, yeah, that was a big boob boo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what? That makes my... Your, well, good thing your shorts didn't fall, right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, that's crazy. That's funny. But, you know, you're right. As the words come out of your mouth, you're like, there's no way I'm catching those and putting them back in because they're done. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, true. You know what? I figured out why God allows us to have those. So we can have these top five lists of terrible things that happen to us. We got to do it. You know, it it does provide some entertainment. And as badly as we feel, um, people remember it and they love it. They love to see their pastor be human. And yeah, uh, yeah. so so it's not such a bad thing, but it it is. It's awful. It's terrible to when you're going through it. It's terrible and it's embarrassing and you wish that you could take it back. But uh, when all is said and done, it's okay. It is. It is. Well, that was a fun collection of favorites i think yeah it was and um you know i hope our audience of four or five really enjoyed that tonight (laughs) yeah yeah listen and you know we we have something else too but i think i think we should save it for another night don't you i i think so too we're don't you say what we're going to do yeah i'm going to give you a little teaser for this uh we we're both dads right we are and we both like to tell jokes. Yep. And have you ever had uh, one of your kids look at you when you've told a joke like, I wish you'd fall off a cliff? Yeah. yeah. That just happened the other day. I'm sure it did. I'm, I, I guarantee it did. <laughs> well, that is why this there's a type of joke that's called dad jokes. Yeah. Because evidently we're not alone. A lot of dads tell jokes that embarrass their kids because they're stupid. And uh, so we've collected, and I don't know the jokes that Dave's collected, and he doesn't know the jokes that I've collected, but what we're going to do, we're not going to do it tonight, but maybe our next episode, we're going to try to see if we can get the other person to laugh. And we're going to kind of do a dad joke challenge and see who can get the most points. And I think the loser should maybe take the electrodes. (laughs) (laughs) No, never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Good idea. <laughs> uh, do you have one dad joke? I mean, I want to hear one of your dad jokes before we go. Do you have one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have one. I have one. This was an oldie, but a goodie. Okay. okay. What do you call? <laughs> how do you how do you make a Kleenex dance? You I, put I a little. Know. You put a little boogie in it. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to laugh next time. I promise you. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm you not. get a free one. You get a free one. Let, let me give you my mine. Okay. Cause this okay. is, I'm sure you've heard it, but what do you call a fake noodle? What do you call a fake noodle? Uh, hang on. What do you call a fake noodle? An impasta. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> is that the joke that made your kids embarrassed? <laughs> oh no it is on this list though so it is on the list. okay yes. all right. <laughs> we're gonna be bad at this what we're gonna be bad at this because we're gonna laugh at probably everyone oh well we're gonna try i'm gonna try very hard to not lose so all right well we'll do that hey i'm looking forward to it that'll be next time. that gives our our audience something to look forward to right or something to dread 
Yes. Either way. Now, I I want our audience to know we're working on things. Like we need to get some headphones and we need to work on some other stuff. We're trying. So just be patient with us because you know what? Together, we're 108 years old. So we need some help. So we're getting there. But it's been a joy and a pleasure bringing to you another Two Daves podcast. And as always, if you enjoyed this podcast, and I hope you did, And even if you didn't, uh, we'd ask you to subscribe, share this podcast with your friends. Uh, One day we might have, uh, Dave, this might sound funny to you, but one day we might have a store, a two Dave store, where you can purchase a hat or a shirt or something like that. But until next time, remember this, Dave, you know this to be true. Two Daves are always better than one. See you next time, Dave. Bye.